Somebody ought to just go ahead and give God for praise for what you haven't even seen yet. Come on, it's all right to praise him for what he's already done. But I wonder if there's anybody that'll just praise him for some things that haven't even happened yet. Woo! Come on, somebody praise him tonight. Glory to God. You excited to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. God bless you. You can be seated for just a few moments. Let me take just a brief opportunity to say what a privilege and what an honor it is tonight to have all of our guests with us here in the house of the Lord. Rock Church, would you help me put your hands together? Come on, I need your help. I need your voices tonight. Help me make some noise for all of our guests that are here with us in this place tonight. Amen. We are so excited to have you in the house of the Lord tonight with us. To all those who are joining us, streaming online tonight, we're grateful that you are able to tune in to what the Lord is doing in this place. Amen. And uh, we're so excited uh, that you're here and join us. It is so good. I looked out tonight, and I am so excited to see Brother Akeem and Sister Gertrude and those precious little angels home tonight. Come on, somebody help me clap your hands and thank God that they're home tonight. Love them very, very much. Been missing them like crazy. and uh, But we've been keeping their pew warm for them until they got back tonight. So it's good to see them in the house of the Lord. How many of you thank God for what he has done this past week in the house of the Lord? Amen. I want to say what a privilege it is to be home tonight myself. Amen. So wonderful to be home tonight. And I want to give great honor to all of the ministry uh, that is represented in this house that does such an amazing job uh, filling this pulpit in my absence. And uh, amen. And thank God, Sunday morning, Pastor Naeem Hammond did such a capable job preaching the word of the Lord in this house. Would you help me give God some praise for him tonight? Amen. Love you, son. So proud of you. And, uh, and then Sunday night, uh, Sister Tabitha Holt doing what only she can do in this house. Didn't she do an amazing job preaching the word of the Lord on Sunday night? And uh, love and appreciate them and uh, have all the confidence in the world in their ministry. And uh, good to see brother and sister Pope in the house of the Lord again tonight. How many of you love this precious couple? And uh, brother Pope taught our men's Bible study this past week. I heard it was phenomenal. And uh, thank you, Brother Pope and Sister Pope, for always being willing vessels for God to use uh, when you're here in this house. And uh, we thank God for that tonight. It is good to have no stranger to this house, but the wind, the, the, the wintry cold wind blew in all the way from Illinois. My buddy, my young friend, Brother Nixon Dowdy in the house of the Lord tonight. How many of you love this great young man of God? I want him to come and just greet this house tonight. Come on, Brother Nixon. We love you very, very much. Greet this congregation in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord here tonight? Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord here tonight? I mean, my God. I thought I was at the Rock Church. I didn't know if this was on or not. 
I know it's Tuesday, but people still get the Holy Ghost. The miraculous still happens on Tuesday night. But. Amen. What a tremendous pleasure it is to be here with you all tonight. And any time that you can come be with Bishop and First Lady Williams, it's always a breath of fresh air, as well as the whole Rock Church. Amen. And I'll tell you what I love about the Rock Church. And anywhere, um, when people ask me about you people, I always say the, the best thing about the Rock Church is they are inclusive, not exclusive. It's all hands on deck. Anybody's welcome. And we're so thankful that even an outsider like me can come and be a part. And you are all so kind to me. We love you. The Dowdies love you. Matt Toon Apostolic Center loves you. Thank you, Bishop. Let's give God a praise one more time for Brother Nixon Dowdy tonight. Amen. Thank you, church, for all of the incredible outpouring of love this week. Um, on behalf of First Lady, uh, so, so, I mean, just an overflow of love and an expression of, of love to her on her 21st birthday this week. And... Uh, I married, I married young. I married young and good looking. She knows she fine. She still makes my knees freeze, my liver quiver, my bladder splatter. She's all that, a bag of chips and some Krispy Kreme donuts. Happy birthday to my bride, and uh, pray for many, 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 many more years. Uh, unless Jesus just wants to come back, I'm ready for that anytime. Amen. And then, of course, thank you all so much uh, for your outpouring and expression of love on our wedding anniversary, 26 years. Amen. Now, to some people, that may not seem like anything special, but when God has brought you from generations of dis divorce and dysfunction, it's, it's, it's a miracle to celebrate the hand of God in your life. Amen, somebody? And along the way, God has blessed us with two of the most amazing, amazing sons that a mom and dad could ever ask for. And I honor my sons tonight, Isaac and Judah. I honor these great men that I love so very, very much. They got their dad's good looks and brains. <laughs> they, they, I'm Lord, don't strike me dead for lying. Eh? I'm sorry, Jesus. Thank God for their mama. <laughs> Amen love them and uh, I just love being in the house of the Lord with you all tonight. Amen. <clears throat> if you would stand as we prepare for the entrance of the word of the Lord tonight, it is our privilege uh, to have with us again evangelist Matthew Kreider. Uh, amen. Who is not a stranger to this house several months ago. Uh, the Lord allowed us the privilege and opportunity of him being with us. And he preached such a powerful word of the Lord to this place. And um, has become an acquaintance and a good friend of mine. 
And uh, I just told him, listen, anytime you're in Florida, you just call me. And uh, I love it when God just orchestrates the timing of great men of God to be in this house. Amen. And uh, we're so excited that he's here traveling all over the country, but he is from the cold, freezing, cold, frigid state of Michigan. And uh, he does what all birds uh, are smart enough to do, migrating south for the wintertime. And, uh, yeah, and so he schedules all them Florida revivals starting now all through through the middle of uh, the winter time, but we're delighted he's here. I don't know about you, but I came expecting a word from God in this place tonight. Did anybody else come hungry for God to do something in your life tonight? One more time, would you put your hands together and give God a great praise in this house as evangelist Matthew Kreider comes to deliver the word of the Lord tonight. Praise God. Let's give the Lord an apostolic hand clap. Praise God. Come on, somebody. Just toss your head back and open your mouth. Lift your eyes. Give the Lord the attention he deserves. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. You are worthy, Lord, of our highest praise. Anybody feel that way about it? Amen. Let the high praise of God. There is no other kind. When it comes to God, it's the high praise. That means the best you got, best you got belongs to Him. Amen. And He is worthy of it. There's, there's people that demand praise. And uh, sometimes we give it to them because we're scared not to. Amen. But the Lord is worthy. The Lord is worthy. He's been good to us. Great. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Great is the Lord. That was David's opinion, but I feel the same way about it. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. I serve a great God. I serve a great God. Amen. We serve a great God. Good to be at Rock Church. Amen. And uh, thankful for presence of God that we feel this microphone has been anointed tonight exhortation and singing and uh, man just enjoying the atmosphere of apostolic church there's nothing like it it's incomparable it's incomparable I was glad when they said unto me let us go into the house of the Lord amen and then when I got in the house of God I was glad when they said unto me amen go into the house of the Lord and then when I leave church tonight, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless all of you. Give honor to your great pastor. Amen. Y'all have a great pastor. You know that, right? Great man of God. Amen. And uh, I, I discovered something. You, you learn traveling, evangelizing. You learn to watch and observe, especially when you're going in and out of uh, different churches and scenarios and I discovered tonight that if I get in a bind while I'm preaching and and looking for some response all I got to say is first lady first lady amen I got that in my notes praise God that's in between everything that I've got to say tonight <laughs> amen appreciate these young men amen God has blessed this couple with two good young men and I've told him I've got 
I've got two boys that are teenagers just a few years behind, and uh, I, once again, through observation and experience, have seen young men that are worthy to be examples to my young boys. You've got to pick and choose these days. Amen. And I'm looking forward to my boys meeting these boys. And uh, I'm flying solo because my boys and my daughter are in homeschool. And uh, they, are, they are trying to get more smarter. Praise God. And uh, so I have to travel a little bit to get here. But I'm in the middle of a revival with Brother Max Bass in O'Brien, Florida. And they're doing great things. God's using them to do great things in all kinds of different areas of the kingdom. And uh, coming down here on my off nights, last week I preached 13 times in 15 days. Amen. And my life is revival, and it's the kingdom of God. And I'm glad to be in church again tonight. <clears throat> right after September 11th, I'm not going to be much longer. I know you're standing, but... Right after September 11th, my family was a military family. My father served. He was in the Vietnam conflict. My brother served. He was in Desert Storm. And uh, when September 11th happened, I decided I, too, was going to join. I'd already been preaching, started preaching when I was a very young man. And uh, I allowed my patriotism to overtake my calling and uh, I went in to have my physical. I scored top 20 in my state in the military aptitude test. And so they were after me pretty heavily. And I was wanting to go because of the patriotism that I felt. Amen. And uh, I, I knew in my heart I wasn't doing the right thing. I knew God had called me to preach. And so I went into the physical. And... Uh, the doctor discovered that for a year I had been walking on a broke leg. It was completely broke through, brother. I had been playing football with some of the guys in the church, and we collided legs. And it hurt real bad, but I kept walking on it. And it was, it was fractured completely through. And as I was walking, it was splintering out and causing there to be a big cyst on my leg. And, of course, they refused me and said, you're going to have to get this right before and come back again. Amen. So I wasn't able to go over there and do war, which wasn't the will of God in the first place. But, amen, right afterward, a few months later, I started evangelizing. Amen. And now I'm fighting for the kingdom of God. Praise God. Anybody glad you're in the army of the Lord? Hallelujah. Amen. It's already been said. It's a winning, it's a winning team. No weapon formed against us will prosper. Amen. And so I'm looking forward to what God is going to do. I'm here to fight for somebody today. Amen. I'm one of them corner men that can't be quiet. I'm going to get up in the corner. I'm going to be encouraging. Amen. I'm going to be egging somebody on. Come on. Amen. You can win this thing. You can win this thing. God created you to be a champion. That's the will of God for your life. Amen. And so I want to turn, if you would turn with me, to the book of Isaiah chapter number 43 and verse number 10. Isaiah chapter number 43 and verse number 10. It's right after Genesis. Amen. And if you hit Revelations, you went too far. Praise God. I try to help folks. Amen. Isaiah chapter number 43 and verse number 10. Ye are my witnesses saith the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen that ye may know and believe me 
and understand that I am He. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Now check this out. I have declared and have saved. He don't make promises that he don't keep. Amen. I have declared and have saved and I have showed when there was no strange God among you. Therefore, ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. And think about the days that you've had in your life, the tough days. He said, before the day was, I am he. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work. I will work. And who shall let it? I will work. And who shall let it? Amen. I want to preach to us for a little while on this subject, surpassing, surpassing the suspense. Let's lift our voice and ask God to have his way in this place. God, we love you. We thank you for the awesome presence that we feel in this place. You're here on purpose. Every soul and every heart in this place, God, you have design. You have purpose. There is a will, God, that you have for everyone in this place. Help us, God, to surrender to that will and to receive with meekness the engrafted word that is able to save our soul. Thank you, God, for everything, Amen. allowing us to be in this place, feeling your touch, being with the people of God, amen, being able to hear the word of God. I pray that you would forgive. I pray that you would, amen, fill somebody with the Holy Ghost in this place. Draw us closer to you, God. Touch every heart and every soul. We'll give you the praise and the glory for it. Would you clap your hands and thank God for the word of God? Hallelujah. We praise you, God, and we thank you today. Praise God. Amen. Thank you for standing so long. You can all consider yourself athletes. Praise God. Amen. For your endurance. <laughs> the, Bible, the Bible is very clear. And this is something that as human beings, we do not like to hear. But the Bible is very clear in the fact that we do not have the ability to make the right decisions for ourselves. Amen. We, we try our best. And, and here and there, we, we may do something. We may do something that ends up not having bad repercussions. But as far as our soul is concerned... As far as eternity is concerned, and we should all be concerned about our soul and about eternity, amen. We do not have that ability to make the right choices for ourselves. There's a way that seemeth right unto a man, amen. Just the very, the very use of the word seemeth denotes to us that somebody is thinking. They are, they are contemplating. They are, they are trying to figure it out. And when they finally make a choice and a decision for themselves, that way that seems right to a man, the end thereof are the ways of death. Amen. Praise God. The Bible said that it's not in man. It's not in man to direct his own steps. And every one of us, the reference here is to a man that walketh. It's not hidden him to direct his own steps. Every one of us is moving right now. The process of the day today, you've made decisions 
and you've moved in your life. Little things and big things, you are moving. You are deciding this and choosing that. And the Bible said that for man that walketh, and that's all of us, amen, making our way through life. It is not in us. It's not in us to order our own steps. Amen. That's why I'm thankful for a safe place called the house of God. Amen. Where a man of God can help me and a man of God can teach me the will of God for my life. Amen. He said, my ways, God did, my ways are not your ways. You're over there and I'm over here. When you go that way, I go this way. The Bible calls the generation of man the untoward generation. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. He said, as a matter of fact, let me emphasize how separate they are. As high as the heaven is above the earth, so are my ways higher. Amen. And my thoughts higher than yours. But we come to the house of God, and there's a man of God that gets down on his knees in a prayer room and opens his Bible and says, God, help me. Amen. And reaches up into the heavenlies, and God reveals his ways and his thoughts. And a man of God stands behind a pulpit and says, this is the will of God. This is the will of God. This is the will of God. Amen. And as we hear it and we obey it, we finally, we finally find ourselves on the right path. And God will not fail in this. He will not fail. The Bible said he leads us in the right paths. The paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen. For his reputation's sake. Nobody has ever surrendered their life to God and God led them awry. Nobody's ever said yes to the will of God and God's will failed them. God has a stellar reputation and he will lead you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. If you'll surrender your will to God, if you'll surrender your thoughts to God, he will lead you in the right path. Somebody clap your hands even for the opportunity. Come on, clap your hands even for the opportunity. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. The end of man's ways are death, but I have an option. I have an option. And I'm thankful for the option. I'm thankful for the opportunity to say, not my will, but your will be done in my life, God. Amen. The God that can do anything, the God that knows all things, the God that never leads a person awry, I can put myself in his hand and say, it's your baby now, God. Amen. My life is in your hands. My steps are in your hands. My future is in your hands. Amen. And the Bible said that when you do this, the God that we serve is able to make all things beautiful in his time. Amen. I've never seen somebody surrender their life to God. Amen. And God did not beautify the meek with salvation. I've never seen someone put themselves in the hands of God. And God didn't turn it all around and change it for his glory. Best choice you'll ever make in your life is surrendering yourself to God. Come on, somebody ought to witness that fact in the house of God today. I know the path I was on. I know the direction I was headed in. Amen. But I put myself in the hands of God, and he turned it all around. Hallelujah. 
If any man be in Christ, in his will, under the auspices of his authority, he is a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Amen. Can I just hand you something today? It said, behold, if you're living for God and serving God, amen, the differences are going to be obvious. Behold, all things are become new. Amen. Others are going to be able to see it. You're going to be able to see it. It'll change the way you talk. It'll change the way you walk. It'll change the way you dress. It'll change where you go. It'll change who you go there with. If any man be in Christ, behold, all things are become new. Hallelujah. Amen. Look at God. Look at God, beauty for ashes. We come and we bring him the remnants. We come and bring him the rubble of what we have done with our life and we put it in his hands, a marred vessel. But he is the master potter. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Amen. When you give your life to him and you start trusting him, amen, he turns it all over. He makes it all brand new. Amen. Something that seemed like it could never amount to anything. God in his hands can turn it into something of great value. I'm telling you today that it's not just, it's not just a message that a man can preach. I've seen it work. And I've experienced it work. Amen. I've seen the prostitute turn into a Pentecostal. I've seen the addict turn into an apostolic. Come on, somebody. Amen. I've seen it with my own eyes. I've seen them come in. When every time they tried to break chains, it just got them tighter and tighter. Amen. And they got more and more bound up. But then they came to the house of God and said, look at what I've done, God. Forgive me for all of this. And God gave them mercy. And then God gave them grace. God showed up and began to work. God showed up and began to have his way in their life. Never regretted one day. Never regretted one day. I've never regretted one day. I've never regretted one day. Amen. That I've served God and lived for best days of my life. Best choice I ever made. Amen. To serve God and live for God. Come on, somebody. You ought to testify right now. Amen. Look at what the Lord has done. He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me right on time. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to pray. You can't stop me from praising God. Look at what he's done. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Praise God. Amen. He makes all things beautiful. The Bible said he doeth all things well. He said, I have declared, and then I back up what I say. How many in this place in your life have declared something to somebody, but then you, didn't, you couldn't back it up? Hey, man, I've seen people declare how tough they are, and then when the other, the other fellow throws a punch. Hey Amen, that thing got twisted. Hey Amen, something went awry in that situation. Hey Amen, but God is faithful who promised. Our God is faithful who promised. Hey Amen, you give him your ashes, he'll 
will give you beauty. You put your life in God's hands and he'll rewrite your story and do exceeding abundantly above all that you could ask or imagine through the power that's working in you because you gave the power to God. You gave the authority to God. Amen. Amen. He said, as the author. Now, if you're going to depend on God and let God be the author of your life. I'm sorry, this, this kind of stuff amuses me. But if you're going to depend on him, then you have to be depend. I didn't say where it depends, praise God. You have to be depend. You've got to hand it over to God. God's not going to start writing your story and then you snatch the pen back and say, let me write this chapter. I got some stuff I want to do. Amen. You need to hand it to God. I promise you, you won't regret it. Give the pen to God. Depend on him. Amen. Put your story in the hands of God. Amen. Let God show off in your life. Let God prove himself in your life. You'll like every chapter. You'll like every twist and turn. You'll like every out come if you give the pen to God. <laughs> Amen. He took a Simon Peter that would not surrender, was stubborn, and said, I've got this. And he kept the pen in his hand, brother. <sighs> he had some little bit of faith, because the Bible said that every one of us have been given a measure of faith. He had something in there, and, and, and he was advised of what was coming. Satan, because it's one or the other that has control of your life, and it's who you yield yourselves, servants, to obey. Their servants you are. And there's only two options, and no man can serve two masters. You either love one and despise the other, amen, or you hate the one and love the other. And Simon said, no, you don't know what's going on. Though everybody betray you, I will never betray you. I'm going to be with you, Jesus. I see all these crowds walking away. And, and, and as you announce what's coming and the sacrifice and the blood that you're going to shed and all that you're going to do, amen, all are forsaking. And though all forsake you, you haven't met me yet. Satan hath desired to have you, and if he gets you, he's going to sift you like wheat. Man, I don't want to be in his control. The Bible calls him a thief and said he doesn't come but for to steal and kill and destroy. Amen. That's option number one. But I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundant. If you keep doing things his way and you keep doing things according to your flesh, the end thereof is the way of death. Amen. But I've got an option for you. I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundant. If you'll surrender to me, I'll turn Turn this thing around. And brother, when he failed, when the story didn't end up like he thought it would, and he realized he wasn't in control of anything other than who he allowed to be in control. It's either faith in me or surrender to the adversary. 
He wants to sift you as wheat, but I prayed for you that your faith fail not. Amen. Hold on, Peter. Hold on. Amen. This might get sketchy. You might make a bad decision, but you still have an option. Amen. And if faith can get you back to me, amen, if dependence can get you back to me, I can help you. And there's used to be stubborn, Simon Peter. Used to be arrogant, Simon Peter. Used to be self-confident, Simon Peter. In the upper room with the rest of them, and with prayer and supplication. Amen. The word supplication means begging, pleading. He's saying, come on, God, I need your help. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you. Amen. And I'm telling you, in one moment of empowerment, the Holy Ghost fell into that upper room where Simon Peter was with the other 119 people. Amen. And it filled all the house where they were sitting as they were humbling themselves, as they were yielding to the purpose of God, as they were tarrying, waiting for the promise of God. Amen. I promise you, if you wait on God, when God shows up, he don't come in drops. He doesn't come a little. God's here to change everything in your life. God God's here to turn it around. Amen. He's not going to come a little bit. He's going to pour out. He's going to pour out. He's going to give you power. He's going to give you revelation. He's going to give you the help that you need. Amen. An old failure, Simon Peter, when he surrendered it to God, he got to preach. I'm a little jealous. He got to preach the inaugural message. The New Testament church. Then Peter said unto them, all of a sudden his mouth is being used, amen, for the right things. Instead of, amen, that false sense of security that he had in himself, now he's saying it's all about him. Let the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made this same Jesus. That's called faith, both Lord and Christ. And when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said, what do we got to do? And he said, repent and be baptized, every one of you. Amen. Ask God to forgive you of the story you been living and when you go down the waters of baptism he'll wash it all away amen and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost the author's going to step in the author's going to step in he's going to come with power he's going to come with truth he's going to help amen persecuting Paul who's being pricked in his heart Everything he's doing, God's letting him know something. This is wrong. This is wrong, but he's bullying through because he's stubborn. And God turns him from stubborn Saul, persecuting Saul, into preacher Paul. Woo! Preacher Paul. Amen. And God said, now that I've got the pen through you, I'm going to give you two-thirds of the New Testament. Amen. And you're going to lead people, Jew and Gentile, to truth. Amen. I'm going to use you. And here we stand in 2021, still using the words of a Paul that used to be a Saul because he put himself in the hands of God. And God started writing the story that God had intended from the beginning. God has a story. God's not waiting until you repent and surrender your life to him 
And then he's going to scramble and meet with a room full of writers and say, what was the best option? God doesn't create anything without a purpose. Amen. Nobody in this room, it doesn't matter what your mom and dad have always told you. It doesn't matter what your friends have told you. It doesn't matter how much self-esteem has poured out of you as life has pulled it away. God has a purpose for your life. You have value that is beyond what you could even imagine. So I'm preaching to you tonight, it's not worth it to stay stubborn. It's not worth it to hold on and just try to do things your way. Sinatra did it his way, it didn't work out too well. Elvis did it his way, and it didn't work out too well. Amen. But I'm thankful that I know in whom I have believed and am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I put my life in his hands. I put my soul in his hands. I put my eternity in his hands. And he's keeping me. He's keeping me. And so... Amen. I don't want to liken the story that God writes in your life to just a chapter book. It's it's more like poetry. The way it flows. Anybody can write a paragraph, but not anybody can write poetry. And you got to know where you're at and where you're intending to go and how to get you there in the most beautiful and flowing way. Now, all you big buff dudes in here, you need to go get you some poetry books because you can be buff and read poetry. Just because you're buff don't mean you have to be stupid. <laughs> that went over like a flying log, praise God. Hey, man, you, know, you can be tough, you can be burly, hey, man, and still read. Everybody looking at me saying, oh, here we go with the poetry. You better believe it with the poetry. It's art. It's art. And when God does it, nobody does it better. Amen. When God brings a flow of his will into your life and God begins to write your story, amen, and every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before, amen, there's nothing like serving God. Matter of fact, he said, if you do it, if you surrender your life to me, and you start in my purpose and my will. If you look back, you're not fit for what I have for you. That's right. Those that trusted him. In Hebrews 11, the Bible said, he said, the world was not worthy. As God began to work in their life and God began to create in their life, amen, such wonderful things were happening. It got to a point where God said, the only level I can take them to now, I can't leave them there. I got to get them out of here and get them into glory somewhere. Somebody's saying, Lord, help us. If I, if I start living for God, as soon as I start doing good, he's going to take me out of here. <laughs> That's not what I was saying. Amen. But there gets a point. Enoch pleased God. I'm going to tell you something. If I'm at that last chapter here on earth and God says it's time to take you to the next one, I'm going to be waving like the queen. <laughs> See you all later. <laughs> Hey man, don't weep for me when I'm gone. I won't have to leave here alone. When that last trumpet sounds, my feet are going to leave the ground.
And the author, the author invites you into the writer's room. And he's sitting there solo all by himself because nobody can match him. He's God alone. He don't need help. He don't need backup. He don't need assistance. And he said, listen, come here. Give me your story and let me show you what I want to do with it. And you say to him, what is it? What's your intentions for my story? And he said, I already know the thoughts that I have for you. I've already got it all figured out. He said, it's thoughts of peace. Come on, I'm getting so excited. I'm spitting all over the place up here. Amen. God's reaching for somebody right now. It's not just a sermon. It's not just a message. It's not just a Tuesday night. Amen. Bible study. God's reaching for somebody. I know the thoughts I have toward you. They're of peace and not evil. Amen. I want to bring you an expected end. I want to give you something to hope for. I want you to join the predestined church. I've got good things, greater things than you can imagine in store for you if you'll put the pen in my hand. I have not seen. He said, you don't have anything in this world to compare it to. Ear hath not heard. Neither hath it entered into the heart, the mind, the imagination of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. Why would I want to go a different direction? Amen. Why would I want my life story to be about anything else? I want it to be about Matthew Kreider who surrendered himself to a loving God and God began to do things with his life that would have never happened if he would have continued doing it Kreider's way. Herein lies the rub. All his resume I have declared and have saved. I'm God by myself. There's, there's no Savior with me. I'm, I'm Savior, the Savior, alone. And I will work. Do you know the Bible said that he's no respecter of persons? Most of the time the human mind says, well, that's good because I'm so lowly. That that means God cares about me. That also means that he cares about the rich because they need salvation. Everybody needs Jesus. You can only go so high by yourself. You can gain the world and lose your soul and you've gained nothing. Everybody needs a Savior. Everybody needs a Savior. Everybody needs the author in their life. And he said, I will work. And boy, look at his work. The heavens declare it. All of creation declares his handiwork. Amen. He's not without a resume. Look around this building. Drug addicts sitting in here with hands lifted up. They used to hold the reefer. I used to cut up the line before they snorted it. Amen. Used to hold the needle in their hand to shoot up in their arm. Amen. Used to tilt up bottle after bottle trying to stay in oblivion and live outside of reality. Amen. But now I've got a reality worth living in. I said, now I've got a reality worth living in. Amen. And everyone in this place that's full of the Holy Ghost and living for God can testify. I'm telling you, it's worth it to live for God. Look at his handiwork. Look at what God can do if somebody will just let him work. 
Woo! Now that, that little phrase there has been defined two different ways. Number one, it is, I will work, who shall let it? And some have defined that to mean, I don't need anybody's permission, as in the former master. God doesn't have to ask for his permission. If I read my Bible correctly in the story of Job, the adversary has to ask God's permission. There is a hierarchy, and I choose to serve the one that sits on the throne. And then others have defined, I will work, who shall let it? As meaning, who is it? God's standing ready. He's got his proverbial sleeves rolled up. He's got all the tools. He's omnipotent, brother. All power in heaven and earth belongs to him. And he's just pacing at Rock Church Fort Myers tonight. Amen, saying, I've got something for somebody. Amen, I've got plans. I've got, I've got thoughts toward you. And there's some things I'm wanting to do in your life. I'm just looking for someone to say right here, right here. I hope it's my neighbor too. I hope it's somebody else too. But don't pass me by. Right here, God, right here. Brother, I've seen them come into church, and I know what I felt in prayer service. And I know what I felt when I was studying and meditating toward, hey, man, the service. God had something for somebody. Hey, man, I could feel it while I was preaching. God was reaching for somebody. And watch the struggle against the hand of God. And I want to I I I grab it for them. But then on the other side of the coin, I preached to some folks that when they walked in, I said, ooh, I don't know about this, Jesus. Just me? Okay, all right. Amen. I'm the only, I'm the only one that's profiling. Praise God. Amen. When they walk in, I'm saying, oh, boy. Amen. Oh, boy. They walk in, just stare at me. I'm talking every color, creed, background. You can imagine. I've been stared down by all of them, brother. And I'm looking back at him saying, what is this? What, what's going on right now? Hey, man, we're fixing to have a shootout right here in the holy, in the holy sanctuary. Hey, man, I'm ready for you. Hey, man, I feel like that cowboy. Hey, man, with that weird music playing in the background. I'm ready for, ready for a shootout. And I said, this one's on you, God, which it always is. But I just, I just would prefer to hide behind the pulpit. This one has holes in it. Amen. I like them big sturdy ones that look bulletproof. Praise God. Been a few times I've had to hide behind them when I was preaching. But then I've watched them big bad boys. I've stood in a penitentiary and stared down people that were being charged with multiple murders. They're staring at me. I'm staring right back at them. Amen. Telling them God wants to change you. God wants to help you. There's mercy for those that people for, amen, feel are unforgivable. There's enough blood shed on the cross. There's enough power in that blood to cover the multitude of sin. You bring it to him and watch what he'll do with it. He'll turn your crime into a testimony. He'll turn your power into a testimony. None righteous. No, not one. All have sinned and come short of what God was wanting to do, the glory of God in their life. 
Amen. But the author saying, bring it to me. I will work. And just look at his work. But who will let me work? And so there's this, there's this pause. I'm, on, I'm not going to be much longer, but I want to read you a chapter. Can I do that real quick? And I wouldn't clap. I didn't tell you which chapter. That's right. He, Psalms 91, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide. Look at this story. You submit to God. Amen. You get close to him and get a personal relationship with God and you just dwell there. You just live there, don't matter what the old friends used to, what they say, doesn't matter what family said, doesn't matter what the peer pressure tries, amen, to change in my life. He that dwelleth, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, God said, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then everything stops. Because in poetry, brother, there has to be an answer or it doesn't flow. There has to be rhythm and rhyme. I will work. Who will let it? And God stands there with all kinds of plans to see if you'll be one of the ones that can be a testimony for his power and his glory and his majesty. And Bible scholars through time have believed that this chapter here is a conversation between David and his son Solomon. He that dwelleth. Look at how short this message was. Wouldn't you guys love it if I preached this short tonight? He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And then there's a pause. That moment of suspense that's in my title. It's where a lot of people stay, Bishop Williams. They stay in that place of suspension between God saying, this is what I want, and waiting for an answer. The valley of decision. Throughout your Bible, valleys were representative of war. It was representative of a battlefield. You read about valleys and Majority of the time, it's speaking of a place of battle, valleys. God gives a message. Look how beautiful. Dwell, and you'll abide under my shadow. I'll take care of you. He said, I would have done it to all of Israel, gathered them under my wings as a hen does her brood, but they would not. I said, I want to work for you. I want to show off for you. I want to protect you. I want to provide for you, but they would not. And God's saying tonight the same thing. Amen. I've got a place for you next to me where I want to help you take my yoke upon you. Dwell in the secret place. Learn of me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. There's no life like living for God.
It's quiet. The author's waiting. He's got pages of triumph. Pages of victory just waiting on somebody. Just respond and let it flow. This thing needs you to move on. God has intentions. God has thoughts. God has the power. Amen. But you got to get past that place of suspense. Amen. You got to quit pausing. You got to quit waiting. Amen. You got to say yes to God. You need to say amen to God. Let it be. I want this thing to flow. I don't want to just stand here. Amen. Thinking about what could be. I want to get this started in my life. Hear me today. I've got a lot of notes and I've got, God, God gave me some things, but maybe it's for some other time. But when they asked, what must we do to have that God where there's no Savior behind him, he alone is the Savior, what do we have to do to get him helping us and get him in our life? I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge. I'm going to surrender to him and give all of my life to him and I challenge you you don't have to wait till you read that chapter but go home and read the entire rest of the chapter as all the things God was just waiting to do he was just waiting on somebody to say yes he was just waiting on somebody to say yes amen I've got all kinds he said I'll pour out my power I'll pour out my spirit he'll pour out his will into your life if you'll just say yes now here's how you do it Here's how you do it. Please listen. This is so simple. It's a simple surrendering of your will to God with the feeling of remorse for the years you've been outside of God's will. You know, you can't list every sin you've committed in your life because nobody in here would get the whole list. And if you got done and said, that's all the sin I committed, you just committed another one because you're lying. You can't list them all, but you just come to God and acknowledge the wrong choice of trying to do it my way. God, please forgive me for the years I've lived outside of your will. Please forgive me, God. And before you leave this place, we can baptize you as the Bible says and commands in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sin. All them old chapters are gone. Old things are passed away. Forgetting those things that are behind, I press, I press, amen, toward the mark for the prize, reaching for those things that are before. God's got good things in front of me. God has great things in front of me. If you're here today and you want to say yes to God, there's a classic sign of surrender that we use in the house of God. We lift our hands and we say, God, forgive me. God, forgive me. Please, God, I know the way of a transgressor is hard. I've lived that. I've been outside of your will and your purpose for my life. But I'm here today asking for mercy. And the Bible said if you'll confess that sin and forsake that sin, God will give you the mercy that you need. And God will give you the power that you need, amen, to live the life that he had intended for you. Is there somebody today 
to lift your hands and say, God, forgive me for every day that I've lived according to my will. Come on, let's lift our voice in the house of God right now. Amen. Is there somebody that would ask God, God, please forgive me. I want to start over. Amen. I want that second chance that's afforded to me because of the cross and the blood that you shed. You made a way where there was no way. Amen. You stepped in and said, I will be the author. And so I surrender my life to you today. Come on, let's talk to God in this house. Let's talk to God. Come on. Make the decision for yourself right now. I'm going to serve the Lord. I'm going to dwell in that secret place. Come on, brothers and sisters. Let's reach out and pray for somebody near us. Come on, let's minister in the house of God. If you repent of your sins and you ask God to forgive you, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus and let God wash your record clean and begin his new work in your life. He'll give you the power that you need. He'll give you the direction that you need. Lord, I say yes to your